games are often won through this what we can call strategic thinking, where players have to analyze their opponent's moves and plan their own moves accordingly. I'm a chess player and I do that a lot. In fact, they say you play the player, not the game. And that is so true in business as well <laughs> as in games. This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. Learn how you can engage, inspire, and motivate any audience. You can also download my four simple tips to make starting any conversation a breeze at the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Whether you're writing the first sentence of a book or solving the climate crisis to get people's attention, you need to tell your story creatively. On the show, I interview peak performers who are coming up with those creative stories and solutions. Through creativity, compassion, and collaboration, they're changing the world. I also bring you ideas and techniques to unlock your potential to do the same. And now, let's get to the show. Hello there, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. I am so happy that you've taken the time to listen. Today, I'm going to bring you a slightly different episode than I usually do, and I'm going to be expanding more into this way of looking at things. I've been spending a lot of time with game designers recently, and I used to, many, many years ago, go to an every Thursday night game night at Looney Labs, the game designers that brought you Flux. If you know Flux, you know they have amazing games like Chrononauts and Treehouse and various other things. And Flux is their sort of flagship. Uh, and it's really interesting that I'm going to be talking about what I'm going to be talking about when I mention Flux, which is a game that kind of has no rules, or at least the rules always change. But that's what I want to talk to you about today is how the art of games rules can help you in your career or in business if you're an entrepreneur. I know it's a strange little topic, but bear with me. The world of business is often seen as a cutthroat competitive arena where only the strongest and sort of most strategic survive. But what if I said that there's a lot to learn from the world of games, particularly in terms of rules and strategy? I'm giving a shout out to John Cooper here, who is my friend who is about to publish a really super cool game, the rules of which I still don't understand. And I do want to shout out to Looney Labs once again, because I love their games as well. But talking with him about the rules, talking with John about the rules of the game that he is designing right now, or has designed, but they're polishing it, I guess is the best way to say it, really got me thinking about this notion that we can have a lot to learn if we're creatives or if we're entrepreneurs, we can have a lot to learn from the world of games, particularly rules and strategy. And so in today's episode, I want to explore how the art of games rules can help you in business or your career. So here we go. One, understanding the rules of the game. In any game, whether it's a board game or a video game or a sport, Understanding the rules is crucial to succeeding, right? Also, in business, understanding the rules of the game can mean the difference between success and failure. This includes everything from legal regulations and industry standards to sort of the unwritten rules of social etiquette, networking, and communication. You knew I had to bring communication in there somehow. 
So let's talk about the next thing. It helps you develop strategic thinking. Games are often won through this, what we can call strategic thinking, where players have to analyze their opponent's moves and plan their own moves accordingly. I'm a chess player and I do that a lot. In fact, they say you play the player, not the game. And that is so true in in business as well (laughs) as in games. So in business, that kind of strategic thinking is just as important, and it allows you to anticipate those challenges and chances and opportunities and make better and more informed decisions based on your goals and your resources. Number three, adapting to what we can call changing conditions, right? In games, players have to often adapt to changing conditions such as new obstacles or unexpected twists in the game. That's where the game flux really comes in because the game's rules can change on a dime or when you draw a new card. So this gonna is this is going to re- sort of require flexibility and creativity and you knew I had to bring creativity in there too and the ability to think on your feet. And in business, the ability to adapt to those changing conditions is essential because markets, technologies, The trends that people are buying or not buying, they're always evolving, they're always changing. So you need to know that you can be flexible enough to adapt to those changing conditions, which like flux can change on a dime. The next one I think is learning from failure, right? In games, failure can be seen as an opportunity to learn and improve rather than, oh, you lost, right? So you play the game, you lose the game, but you know better for next time. And in fact, there's uh, there's a there's a meme that goes around that says sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. It's not a loss. It's a learning opportunity. So that's because in games, they're designed to be played lots of times. You don't play a game once and go, I'm done. Right. And playing the game lots of times allows the players to refine their strategies and to hone their skills over a period of time. And the same thing you can say in business, right? Failure is a natural part of the learning process. And it provides you with valuable insights into what works and what doesn't. I think Edison is famous for saying, you know, I didn't I didn't fail 10,000 times. I just found 10,000 times it didn't work when it came to the light bulb. And I know there's a whole lot of stuff about him and Tesla. I don't want to get into that, but but it's it's the the sentiment is there and I think it's really important to think about it that way. Okay, the next thing is game playing builds relationships, right? Lots of games require the players to work together in teams or form alliances. There's an old game called Hoopla where you don't play against each other. You work together to play against the timer, which I think is you have a whole bunch of stuff you have to do in 15 minutes. So that ability to build strong relationships with the other players is often going to be the key to succeeding. And in business, it's the same kind of thing. You build strong relationships with clients, with partners, with colleagues, and that can lead to new opportunities opportunities and referrals and long-term relationships that lead right to success. The next one is embracing competition, right? Let's let's look at that a little bit. Games are competitive and players have to learn to embrace competition as a way to challenge themselves to improve their skills. The same thing goes for business. Competition can be powerfully motivating and it can drive innovation and encourage businesses to continuously improve and evolve. And you know, I've been talking about ethical innovation. And so if companies and businesses improve and evolve towards that more ethical innovation, uh, then we are right where we want to be as far as uh, climate change, as far as saving the planet, as far as treating animals way better than we do, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the things that we want to think about, though, is the role of creativity 
in both games and business, right? In games, players often have to think creatively to find new solutions to problems or to overcome obstacles. But the same can be said in business. Creativity can be a valuable asset. It can allow businesses to differentiate themselves from from competitors and find those innovative solutions to challenges, like I was saying. The other, another, I would say, not the other, because there there's more stuff to think about. Another important point to consider is the role of risk-taking in games and also in business. Games can involve taking calculated risks, like sacrificing a piece in chess so that you can then play a strategy that will allow you to win later. Players have to weigh the potential rewards against the potential costs. In business, risk-taking is kind of the same thing. It can lead to new opportunities and growth, but it's important to remember that risk-taking should be informed by that strategic thinking and analysis rather than just being impulsive, right? Creativity sort of tends to lead towards not impulsiveness, impulsiveness as much as imagination, but in, in that kind of entrepreneurial way, you also need to have strategy. That's vision and mission, vision and mission. Also, the importance of teamwork. Let's talk about that. Teamwork and collaboration in games and business, we can't overstate it. You have to have both. Lots of games require players to work together to achieve that common goal, like I mentioned earlier, and that can teach you important skills like communication, as always for me, that's important, leadership, and conflict resolution, also important. How do you navigate it when you have conflicts in, in, in business and also in games? So that strong teamwork and collaboration in your business can lead to improved productivity, improved creativity, and higher morale. And that is always important too. So it's worth noting that the lessons that we can learn from games can be applied to lots of industries, lots of professions, creativity, and other ways of living and being. Game-based simulations are often used in fields like healthcare, education, and even military training to teach important skills and and in the decision-making processes. So it's really another way that we can harness creativity and play in order to improve the other aspects of what we're trying to do that drives communication, strategic thinking, and ultimately business success. Because overall, the sort of art of game rules can provide those valuable insights and strategies that we need to succeed in business and beyond. And so by embracing creativity and taking calculated risks and sort of fostering teamwork and collaboration and applying the lessons we've learned from games to real world scenarios, people and businesses can position themselves for long-term success and growth. And I love that. I think that that is such a beautiful and simple yet very clarifying way of looking at business and creative businesses especially. So if you want to innovate, you want to uh, have long-term growth and success, take a look at the art of game rules because there's a lot of stuff we can learn from gameplay when it comes to how we live our lives and do the work of our lives. Alrighty. I know this is super cool. I, I As I was thinking about it on the drive home from when I was visiting my friends, John and Gina, I started really going, wow, that's so, it's a fascinating look at how we can use play, creative play, especially and game playing to succeed. And it's, I, I love it. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of, a lot of thinking about this as you might be able to tell. So 
I am super excited about some of the stuff that I've got going on in the Buy Me a Coffee community. If you, I'm doing some really fun art in there and stuff that nobody else sees. So if you would love to support the show and also join the Buy Me a Coffee community, I would love to have you in there and you'll get to see some of the cool art and some of the sort of concept stuff I've got going on for a couple of the books I'm writing, one of which is called The Mindful Creative. And I'm going to be putting little teaser chapters in into Buy Me a Coffee and maybe Patreon too. If you're more a Patreon person, let me know and I'll put it in Patreon. I'm tending to focus more on Buy Me a Coffee now because that's where we have sort of the the greater uh, community engagement, if you will. So if you want to join me there, the link to that is in the show notes. And as as I wanted to remind you, the seal of uh, ethical innovation, the first company is going to be named very soon. I'm very excited about that. Highlighting ethical, in a, ethically innovating companies is a passion of mine because I want to support all of those companies and have them be... Uh, you know, highlighted, if you will. So I'm, I hope that when we do spotlight these companies that you shop with them, give them, give them your business because you will know that they've gotten our seal of approval and we are researching them very carefully before we ever spotlight them and give them that seal of approval. So until next time, this is Isolde Trachtenberg reminding you, as always, to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. <music> Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. Thank you.